Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. I am your producer, Ben, alongside your director, man. The Shea Butter himself is melting all over your audio devices. It's Monty. Oozing. We are ready and rolling. Oozing and moist. Monty's just like hell. That is the sound clip. That is the sound (laughs) clip of the century. You can tell Monty's tired when he starts using uh, uh, adjectives to describe how his the fluidity of his butter. My butter is good. (laughs) I am not surprised that Monty is so tired because he has to have been up all weekend playing. Vectrex games. Am I right, Monty? Give me an air fist bump. Uh. So last uh. week, Ben gave Monty a piece of homework. And uh, Ben has been obsessed throughout the ages I've known him collecting video games, um, both the games themselves, the consoles, and sometimes just the boxes. Who knows? Um, but one of those quests and one of those quests that was re- recently completed was his collection of every single Vetrex game released? Is that correct, Almost Ben? Almost all so, of them, I think. I think, like, you know what? I, I think I bond with Ben on classic retro games a lot, and I bond with you on movies a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah. I, I, I want to I wanna open this up with a story. Ooh. Okay. One of my favorite uh, video game stores was called People Play Games. It's no mm-hmm. longer open, but it was a right. wonderful store filled with only mildly overpriced i was trying not to dox you uh they know where we live mildly overpriced games ben lives in los angeles and it it was just a real haven where you could go in and talk to the guys and they had a little free item container of a bunch of like tchotchkes that no one cares Mm -hmm. about anymore i i loved it unfortunately the building got bought out they were going out of business so my good friend Matt, <laughs> while me. I was stuck in California, he traveled to this store while they were going out of business, and he bought crates worth. Yeah, it was a lot. Of video game paraphernalia. Damn. On my behalf, they loved my presence. Well, I, I got. I loaded up on game system boxes. I, I mean, just you know, it's it's stuff that. For the vast majority of people, no one would care about. Mm-hmm. But if you're a very weird, particular gamer like I am, yeah, it it was special. So thanks to Matt, I got to uh, cherish some more items from that place, add to my ever evolving collection. But there's like, one like what? Yeah, when you say you got all crates of video games and game systems, like what what systems did you pick up with? Well, game system boxes. Boxes. Yes, oh, boxes. Here. I, I, I oh. have a I have a distinct fascination. Wait, so did Matt go into the store to ask for empty boxes or did he go buy stuff? <laughs> no, they no, no, sold no. empty boxes. Yeah, oh. it was a product they offered. That's yeah, interesting. So like like Atari a... Jaguar box. Uh I think Nintendo I bought you like an box. Xbox box too or some shit. Non non Xbox box, although that was a very popular eBay scam in the early two thousands. Oh, really? Yeah it it actually caused the eBay terms of services to change. Oh Jesus! Because oh, they man. would sell an Xbox box, and they it would be like like new condition mm-hmm. or whatever, 
and people would spend, you know, $150 on it, they'd send them a box. <laughs> Just oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, those, like, mystery, wow. mystery yeah. boxes or something it wasn't like even, that, right? It wasn't even a mystery box. It was an Xbox box. Box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. did uh, I ever tell you guys I used shameless. to... I used to manage a computer slash video game store. I what? definitely I think... believe it, but I've never heard the story, Monty. So we used to do trade-ins and everything. And speaking of boxes, um, mm. we used to, you know, have kids bring in their, uh, you know, game systems that they want to trade it up for like a PS2 or PS3 at the time. And someone brought in um, an Xbox the first one, the black and and green with the green emblem, um, they brought it oh, in. Classic. And I wasn't there at the store, but someone else was there. And you know, they they the guy brought in. He's like, I only have a console, but how much would you guys you know give me for? It? And of course, we have a, a chart with the prices. And here here's the secret behind trading games. I can say it because that company has gone bankrupt, anyways. So they used to have a list. So if your game retail value is like, say, 90 bucks, we pay you 60% of the difference um, for the sure, game. Sure, yeah. So, that makes okay. sense. So the console. That seems the, fair. Yeah. So the guy come like, no, no, no. I mean, we pay you 60% under the cost of retail. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So we had Xboxes and this guy just brought it in and... Um, apparently dropped you know traded in the console without any controllers without any plugs uh so he just says i just got this console how much would you guys pay me for it so we looked Mm -hmm. at it and we're like you know at that time the xbox was like the original xbox was like i don't like 400 bucks or something like that so we gave him like you know minus 60 percent of that so Mm -hmm. he walked away with like a good hundred bucks or so right and then we had it in the back. We usually shrink wrap it and then, you know, resell it for, you know, to, above the cost to just yeah. above the cost to buy a little bit just to make a little profit out of it. Mm-hmm. And, you got to um, make a little profit. Yeah. And so we, uh, a couple of days later, uh, some guy came in and he's like, you know what? I'll take it off your hand. I'll buy it. Blah, blah, blah. He comes back like a couple of hours later. He's like, yo, man, my system, the, the system you sold me was a lemon. It doesn't work. It doesn't turn on oh, or anything like that. And we're like, well, uh, this is, mind you, the, the the lesson learned was whenever we eventually changed our policy. We were supposed to test it before we, we accept mm-hmm. it, but we didn't. So the guy brought it back and he, um, he, he, he says it's not working. We plugged it in. We're like, okay, um. Well, damn, we're out of money and we bought a lemon. And so one of our, because it was also a computer store, we had tools to, to open it. Mm-hmm. And um, do any of you two want to guess what we found inside? Bugs. <clears throat> okay, Ben says bugs. Matt? Um, what you found inside? Drugs. Oh, Say drugs, Matt. No, I don't <laughs> think drugs. Probably like old tissue like thinking of like the gross people who played xbox i could see some like gross ass just like bodily fluids considering how warm that get it probably would have just <laughs> it just set it aflame yeah i could imagine that it makes sense all, to me. all right monty what was it all right 
so we open it up. All I, all the, all the other guys on the floor at that, that, that were uh, on shift that day started laughing really hard. We open it up. It was completely gutted. Uh, so the, the memory, the motherboard, the memory, everything was gutted. All okay. that was in there was four bottles of water. Uh, what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That is so. Some yeah, guy, you guys got real fucked. Some guy out there still technically has an Xbox, but just doesn't have a case. So, <laughs> man, that's brutal. yeah, that's that's pretty much one of the funniest stories I ever heard. There. So you got you that's, got double taken too. That's oh man, like, that's it was really bad because like we we felt it. We're like, okay, it's it's approximately the right way. So you know, we didn't think anything of it. But yeah, so you know, Monty, if you were in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you too would have set off that boulder. <laughs> hey, hey well. The game system we're talking about today was never available at a traditional trade-in store like a Babbage's or a GameStop What's because a it was Babbage's? released in the magical year of 1982, which is probably historically the single worst year in the history of the U.S. games market to release a video game system. Milton Bradley released in 1976 the very first handheld game console with interchangeable cartridges. That would be the Microvision. Truly a landmark and in, in, in many ways the first true handheld video game system as we know them today. They would later throw their hat into the video game ring once more by licensing out a device that was originally manufactured by General Consumer Electronics. GE this object this game system this futuristic look into what video games of the future in your household will look like came with its own built-in monitor it came with no color graphics but instead you had colorful overlays an arcade style thick juicy meaty controller <laughs> and why was that because this game system was the only one in history of time to devote all of its graphical powers not to pixels not to triangle polygons not to quadrilateral polygons no this game system used vector graphics because in 1982 the vectrex was born this is the system chosen two to one over atari and in television for real arcade gameplay fantastic presenting the revolutionary vectrex arcade system ordinary home video games can't match the laser sharp visual effects of vectrex because only vectrex has a real arcade screen built in no tv set needed so every vectrex cartridge gives you real arcade gameplay that others can't vectrex it stands alone yo man like you can still pick it up hey eh? I, I see it as like a thousand bucks right now on ebay so when I was growing up, I loved looking at old video game videos, probably through like the angry video game nerd on YouTube. Yeah. And then I found this great video game reviewer because he would do these three, five, six minute short form videos reviewing a weird old game that most people hadn't heard of. His name was Mark Bustler 
and his YouTube channel was Classic Game Room. And they actually just had a revival. They're finally back in business on YouTube. So go check them out. I'm talking hundreds of reviews, probably thousands at this point, of different video games from all eras, but most of which are pretty old from like the the mid-90s beforehand. And Mark was just a dude who loved old video games, and he'd just show you why they're cool instead of being like, ah, this game sucks, this game's terrible. It's like real lo-fi video game reviews to study to, pretty much. And one of the defining traits about his channel is he loved a few things in the video game space. He loved Robotron, and he loved the Vectrex. And he would show off these videos of the system with these graphics, which instead of being formed by pixels, like think like an Atari, it's formed using lines. So like if you want to draw a box instead of having a square shape, a square pixel. You mean like a cube? Yeah, or a yeah. cube. Yeah. You would draw four or, lines or to form... Cube. A square. And while today having black and white line-based graphics isn't much to look at, think Tron, back then it gave you a sense of depth that you would not be able to see in a video game for well over a decade. Close to two decades. We'll say 15 years and split the difference. What was popular like the year before the release of the Vetrex? Like what was the like biggest game... In the world, let's say. So Donkey Kong came out in, I believe, 1981. Okay, so that's... For reference. Yeah. All right. And that's on So this is the maturation of the classic arcade era. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Donkey Kong, uh, Pole Position, Xevious, all of these big seminal arcade classics are are out there they're well within the cultural video game zeitgeist the home console market as the vectrex is released is teetering on the point of absolute disaster because between third parties and companies like atari they are shoving garbage out as fast as they possibly can and it all comes to a head when in the 1982 holiday season the E.T. Atari cartridge comes out. They way overproduced it. The game sucks because it was developed in six weeks. We all know the story. They shipped all the extra units to a landfill, and Atari never really recovers from this. Uh, neither does really the American video game manufacturer scene until Microsoft comes in with the Xbox in fucking 2001 or whatever. And so we're left with the Vectrex, a very powerful console that comes at an indescribably bad time with a very limited video game library, but the game library that it has is actually pretty good. And with the intense depth and the scaling and just the odd weirdness of how Vectrex games look, it still holds up pretty well today. It's like looking at those evolutionary lines and being like, oh, there's just this sort of dangling extra one here. Who knew that 
pterodactyls almost had 20 foot long tails that they would eat for sustenance. Yeah, just something really strange, right? Can That's we where say the Vectrix that the, comes in. Can we say that the Vectrix is the daddy of Virtual Boy? That's that's an important Actually, question. Monty, that's a very important question. It it is, and more than what you are suggesting, uh, mm. because the Vectrex came out with two key peripherals. The mm. first was the Vectrex light pen, which was uh, because <laughs> there was a monitor built into the Vectrex. Uh, they created a light pin add-on that you would plug in and you could use to actually draw on the screen like a like a proto Nintendo DS in a way. Wow. That's yeah, cool. it you still have to press a button to, to like actually draw with it, so it's kinda eh. What I feel like is the real feather in the cap of the Vectrex, and this came out right as it was going bankrupt. It it, it like this item had to have been shipped out just because they already had units made. I've only ever seen one, maybe two in my life. It is the Vectrex 3D Imager. <laughs> and as uh, this, this advertisement from the company is, is about to describe to you, this is very cool, not just because it's a 3D headset in 1982, but because it is the very first 3D headset attachment for any video game system ever. So that shows you how weird the Vectrex is. The new high-performance add-on that transports Vectrex gameplay into the third dimension. Real 3D in color. Whoa. Wow. The quest for a realistic yet affordable method of bringing true three-dimensional visual effects to video gameplay has ended. GCE introduces the amazing Vectrex 3D Imager. The Vectrix graphic computer system add-on that provides Vectrix owners with real 3D effects that are more <laughs> vivid and realistic than any other home video game system and even more advanced than any coin-operated machine currently available. And the 3D imager adds color to Vectrix gameplay. That's right. Not only can you draw lines in white, but now you can see them in red and green. <laughs> The 3D imager plugs directly into the Vectrex console. No special connector is required. The sleek high-tech 3D imager goggles are specially designed to be worn by anyone. Even people who wear prescription glasses. It's true. I have prescription glasses and I have played the 3D imager. How did you feel? I felt terrified because for an early 3D headset, it just spins a disc rapidly in your face at 70 wow. miles an hour. Jeez. That's amazing. It's that the easy, affordable way for Vectrex owners to enter a completely new world of video gameplay. The action surrounds the player like no other video game, home or arcade. You know what's jaw-dropping is reading the circuit board on Wikipedia it runs with one kilobyte RAM. One whole kilobyte, Monty. Holy cow. And one it whole runs kilobyte. Like a, the CPU is a Motorola 68A09 at 1.5 megahertz. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I don't know the what any of that, that means. is the Vectrex. <laughs> I, I have every original release in the Vectrex library, original release. 
I have both peripherals for it. It uh, took me years, but uh, one of the one of the nice things about Vectrex is the guy who owns the Vectrex IP is very open to anyone who wants to preserve the Vectrex legacy. And so online you can play Vectrex games, a certain selection for free uh, at no cost. And so Monty, I sent you this website. The link's yep. also in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to try out online, no download required, several games from the Vectrex library and just get your thoughts. Now you, you tried about uh, eight or nine of these. Yeah. Which which three or so would you say really uh, really stood out to you? I really liked the Mindstorm. Yes, uh, and and I like the racing game um, pole position. Like it's it's like so Mindstorm. What I liked about it was I, I was like to your point. I was impressed with the graphics. It was like really three D. Now, mind you, guys. I didn't do well in these games. These games were like, the controls are like really odd. It's like backwards for me. So your A, if you look at your keyboard, A, S, D, F are the control, the buttons and you know, the up, down, left, right arrows are, are your other, are, is your steering, your, 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 your stick pretty much. But I do have to yeah. say, like I had the joy of blasting asteroids flying at you and it was. It, it got really hard when those the smaller, tiny asteroids coming at you. But the thing yeah, is, that real. got me the most was the thrust. Like I keep going the wrong way, and I'm just not used to it. I guess my brain and my fingers aren't just not coordinated that way. Especially by I, I'm right-handed, so the left hand controlled the thrusting, the teleportation, and, and and stuff like that. And what really screwed me over was. Sometimes once I figured it out a little bit, I realized the game when you teleport, it's very random or maybe it's just me on controlling it. But when I teleport, there's so many times I teleport right into the asteroids, which just kills me instantly. But even the the dying effects was pretty cool. So Mindstorm in many ways is the Super Mario Brothers of the Vectrex. It's built into Vectrex systems. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, it's the only game for the Vectrex where there are three versions of the game. There is Mindstorm, 3D mm-hmm. Mindstorm, which is indescribably harder than the first Mindstorm. You thought Mindstorm 1 was harder. Mindstorm 3d i cannot get past the second level because the shit just teleport <laughs> it's awful uh and then fun fact about mindstorm uh, mindstorm by the way it's asteroids it, yes. it is it like yeah. most games of the vectrix library are a popular arcade game but on the vectrix which gives it this weird alternate dimension feel like a 3d you know in you know sensation yeah, kind of thing yeah yeah uh it's the the third version of Mindstorm is called Mindstorm Two, because no one on the dev team for Mindstorm One apparently got to level thirteen. Because if you do get to level thirteen in the game, it crashes due to a bug, and so <laughs> people who reached the bug complained, and they got a slightly revised version of Mindstorm One which really just fixes the bug called Mindstorm 2. I don't have that one because it's several thousand dollars to fix one glitch, and otherwise it's the same. But just for completionist's sake, that does exist. 
it's Mindstorm opens up with some really cool visuals. Just a spaceship soars in from the top of the screen and it like shits out stars for you to fly around. Can I just it's, say it has the one of the most creepiest um, intro sound music? Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's like really, really creepy. Because the Vectrix screen is black most of the time, a lot of the games get this weird sort of unpleasant Silent Hill-esque vibe to them, which if they're in space or if they're in underwater, which I know you didn't have a chance to play, uh, but a game called Polar Rescue is basically an arcade version of Subnautica where you're just in the blackness of the ocean shooting at things you cannot see. Yeah. Very immersive and ambient for, or an ambient for a game from 1983. But uh, that one's a lot harder to find. The uh, the other game I, you were talking about is Pole Position, I believe. Yeah. And and so, what did you find that uh, that attracted you to Pole Position? I like it because it reminds me of like the modern day. Actually, it reminded me of, I think, Gran Turismo. Like I, I'm talking about, yeah. like 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 Sega Genesis that that era. No, actually, no PlayStation era. And yeah. it, it, but but one thing I like about it is like the game control is that you can. It's pretty smooth. It runs really really well, and that you can actually accelerate and decelerate. Most of the games back in the day, as far as I remember, I could be wrong or lack of experience, but. Um, you couldn't once you start you're just going and you just you're basically dodging cars but this game it gives you that ability to strategize like if you're coming too close or you're trapped and there's nowhere to go you can just hit the brakes and reduce the speed and you still get points but you just won't collect points as fast as you get uh, as you can while in the game right so i i really like the graphics how the roads bend how the cars appear um and there is a penalty. You can't touch the sides for too long or else your car just malfunctions or yes, explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so pole position is, is cool. one of like the real grandfathers of the racing genre. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pole position is one of the few games that got a licensed release on the Vectrex. And because of that, it's one of the harder games to find for it. Uh, it was one of the very last ones I was able to get, but I think it's one of the best versions of pole position, mm -hmm. uh, which is crazy because, you know, Monty, I'm sure you've played the original arcade pole position. It's one of the, uh, by far one of the most colorful, vibrant games of its era. Oh yeah. And then here on the Vectrex, it's, it's black and white, yeah. uh, but the sense of depth you have yeah, in this game yeah. crushes yeah, I was gonna anything say anything you're you're gonna see elsewhere. Yeah, the 3D effects are really nicely done. Like it looks really simple, but even today, like if you play with it, if you're into like classic racing games, this is definitely one I wouldn't I, I would advise everyone to give it a shot. And it's actually developed by Namco. So the same guys yeah. that created Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> which is another favorite game of mine. Uh, so some of the other games, Monty, I'll just run through them. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Mm -hmm. 
armor attack, which is uh, which is just a very basic top-down tank shooting game. I liked it. Armor attack was fun. It reminded me of, and maybe Ben would know this. Have you ever heard of an NES game called Battle City? Ooh, can't say. Well, I've heard of a lot of NES games that use those two words, but not in that combination. Oh, okay. So Battle City is a classic game that I played with my my uncle, and it's probably one of the only games that he plays. Uh, God rest his soul. He passed away earlier this year. It is basically your tanks and you trying to, you can either do, um, you play, it could be like you, you play the computer and you're trying to destroy each other's flag at the other end of the the map, I guess. It's like a top-down tank shooting game. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. So very similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, you level up your tank by eating stars or as stars appear on the screen, I believe. And you fire, you like your, your firepower gets much more stronger to, to break through things. So my, my father's favorite uh, game to play in arcades was battle zone, the 3d tank simulator. Oh my God. I remember having that game on SNES, right? Uh, well he played it in the arcades. Oh, okay. <clears throat> So, so yeah, so check yourself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also uh, had you play Bedlam, which is very similar to like a proto uh, Tempest 2000. Yeah. Where you're shooting objects while also trying to keep the space enlarged. Very difficult game. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I didn't have that much fun with it. I appreciate it, but not my favorite game. Thumbs down on that one. What about Berserk, the uh, another very popular game of its era, sort of early uh, early version of a um, uh, a, a dungeon crawler? Is it also kind of reminds me of Load Runner uh, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I had fun, but it just started to get very boring for me so i didn't really stay definitely too of its time yeah yeah but you know what i would say thumbs up with the tip of the thumb chopped off yikes i'd rather have a thumbs down wow uh, what, what, a, what a painful painful omission of enjoyment it's, for a real. Way, it's a way for me to describe it but, I, yeah. I i'm enjoying it but i'm not gonna like it <laughs> Uh, two sports games you had to check out. Any thoughts on Heads Up Action Soccer and Blitz? <laughs> no, I did okay, not like any enough. of those. Fair enough. Yeah. But I spent uh, most of my time playing um, Mindstorm and Pole Position. I, I don't know why. Those two games seem very addictive. And the replay yeah, the, value uh, on those two are very high. The, the other me. two were Fortress of Narzod, which is sort of like space invaders but with extra steps yo that and game was then, hard uh, thumbs up yeah. i would give that one a thumbs up yeah, yeah okay and then um star castle which for some reason is an extremely difficult game to <laughs> yeah. uh to, to to find that was like that was like the last regular release vectrex game for me to find that took forever to find so you actually own a Vectrek at home? Yeah. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, has an, nice. an OG Vectrek. Yeah, I yeah, I got I got a Vectrex back in like 09, 010. Yeah. 
Oh, like, nice. Like, like cool. before video game prices rose and just reached the stratosphere. And I've been slowly piecing together a uh, a collection ever since. Wow. So now I, I always want to have one of every game from a certain system. And most game systems have like that one game that's super expensive. But with the Vectrix, everyone forgot about it pretty much as soon as it came out. <laughs> yeah, So it's th- sad. there's stuff that costs money. Like the 3D headset was by far the most I paid for anything. I paid... It still works? Yeah, still works. Nice. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid to play it sometimes because like it's plastic with a spinning disc in the middle from 1983 <laughs> that was rushed out to market. So can like, you describe I, what that spinning thing is? Is it like, did you say it was metal or the way it works is that there's, so imagine you put like goggles on, right? Okay. Like imagine you see the virtual boy headset in yeah. your mind. Just imagine you put that on and you can wear it like a helmet. It's lightweight. Okay. Then you open up, the compartment and you can slip a disc in the middle. So in between your lens and the outer lens, okay. you just like slot it in. All right. It's got All a right. little motor. So when it turns on, you hear the motor go. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. I feel like I get radiation, <laughs> but the 3d effect actually works. Nice. Like, is it, I, I would say the 3D effect is equivalent to like one third up the slider bar on a 3DS where like you can wow. tell it's 3D, but it's not heavy 3D. But for okay. 1983, right? That was a only shit, th- man. Yeah. Only three games support it, mm-hmm. which are uh, 3D uh, Mindstorm, which we've already talked about. Yeah. Uh, 3D, 3D, ah, oh, geez, I'm getting that in the light pin games mixed up. There's a, there's a, there's a 3D shooter for it. And then there's 3D crazy coaster, which is probably the biggest shame in the whole Vectrix library, uh, because it's almost a good game. All right. And, and then it's, it's not, it's not finished. <laughs> It, basically oh. you're supposed to be on a roller coaster so it's like mm-hmm. sort of first person and you got to keep people on the tracks by directing them the right way right but with the 3d effect it looks really impressive so it looks good but they didn't finish the game so it's practically impossible to proceed further at, at, at any point i mean it's does it, it's infuriating does it at all have that like oculus effect where you get like a tunnel vision or like a headache for playing it for too long i I mean i haven't gotten that but then again i don't get that for the virtual boy also and everyone says they get it with that so 3d narrow escape that was the other game that's probably the best of the 3d vectrex games you're just going through hallways and shooting Uh, i haven't played it enough to really know how to get good at it because you know the radiation but it looks good in 3D, so. I, I want to know, how would you compare this with um, Virtual Boy? The the 3D on Virtual Boy is really good. All right, okay. Like, I, I would say that it's probably easier on the eyes on Vectrex 
Virtual Boys is more pronounced and well thought out. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, you're sort of grading the Vectrex on a curve, right? Yeah. So, like, if the 3DS is a 1, right? If that's 100, Mm -hmm. Virtual Boy is like a 40. Okay. And then Vectrex is like a 25 or a 30. But, like, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's less visually striking right like i i think if you put those teams with the same technology next to each other i think the vectrex would hold its own it's just the fact that came out 12 years beforehand and didn't have any games for it damn so but anyway that that ran me like 500 dollars or something (laughs) it's one of the most expensive things i've ever bought was the 3d imager but oh wow but i paid cash like that was con- like that was considered a deal for the 3D imager. Did you buy it off the corner of the street? <laughs> no, it was a game store in Las Vegas and the dude was going out of business. Wow. For like 2 years he told me and he wouldn't sell it cuz oh. he has this wall of game systems that he was looking to sell and amongst those was the 3D imager. And he wouldn't and sell so- it to you. And so he wouldn't sell it because he's like, the store is not closing yet. So uh, I came back the next year, store is not closing yet. Then I came back last year and I was there for double or nothing. The wrestling show. We brought wrestling back into it. Yeah. yeah. And the dude's <laughs> like, oh, great. I just put everything up for sale yesterday. Like complete happenstance. Wow. You, so, you were meant to have it, man. It was, it was freaky. So this has been a, a bit of a journey, but I'm, I'm glad that I could share with you my love of the Vectrex, Monty. Uh, are there any like real, real takeaways or real things where you're like, like when, if you describe the Vectrex <laughs> to someone, what are the real takeaways that you got from such a strange experience? I wouldn't say it's a strange experience, but I would say that for any of our listeners out there that are into, you know, classic games and would like to, you know, put Baldur's Gate down for a bit and go back a little bit just to see where (laughs) I just wanted to say that so Matt can make a comment. But I think that people, you know what? If you are a game enthusiast, you want to go back and you want to experience, you know, the history of how, games evolve this is definitely one that i would say give it a shot like it, it, it's it for me it brought back a lot of memories it, for me playing it kind of sent me through this vortex uh of um you know games like how far we've come from video games and um you know like this is something that a couple of guys in the room like developed and thought it was really cool and started a master plan of, you know, games we see today, like especially VR games, which I think, yeah, this is definitely one to try out and, you know, doesn't hurt. Like Ben says, it's available online for free and just see if you can do better than my score, which is pretty, pretty low, but if not, you know, have a little fun. Click on that play button. Give it a shot. It's I, I've been 
looking at collecting old game systems for for well over what 15 years which Mm -hmm. for the video game landscape that's a long time considering the first game systems came out in the 70s yeah Uh, and i don't know before or during or since that i've ever found a game system as odd as the vectrix it's very rare that there's a gaming peripheral or system where you go well that really was the only one that did that and aside from a handful of arcade games the vectrix is genuinely the only vector based home game console it is genuinely the first 3d gaming peripheral and i will end us on this note The instructions for the Vectrix 3D Imager note that the headset produces its own hum, which, quote, does not indicate a malfunction. (laughs) (laughs) And we wonder why the Vectrix was not more successful. Maybe we'll find out next time. (gasps) Oh. When the fourth times the charm. Good night and good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Glad we said that at the same time. (laughs) And check us out at 4TTC.org. Until then, talk to y'all later.